Hello again, and welcome to Postscript. We're looking, or we're watching, and listening to, and discussing World on Fire season one. This is episode two that uh, myself and Matt Wilson will be uh, talking about today. Hi, Matt. How are you? Hi, I'm good, Fred. How are you? I'm doing all right. All right. Let's get right into it. Um, we're uh, we're <laughs> in a war, yes. right? Uh, and it's 1939, as established in the in the first episode of this series. And uh, and Harry arrives at his mother's house with Jan. And it probably went just about as you would expect it to go. Awkward and everything. Yeah, uh, I don't know what he was expecting from his mother. I'm sure he received exactly yeah. that, though. We, we learn a little bit more about her. Um, she often confesses to having zero motherly instincts or skills, if that matter. Uh, yeah, she's very self-aware for being <laughs> snobby. Uh, she both, she both knows... True. That she's kind of a pain in the behind. Yep. Uh, she takes Jan in with a little bit of curiosity, but not a lot of uh, objection, and quickly sniffs out there's probably more to the story than Harry initially shares. She, she probes as why this particular boy is everybody bringing back orphans and, and refugees and <laughs> why such. Why this one? And uh, <laughs> Harry dodges a little bit, but mm-hmm. in essence knows he's going to have to explain more or, or build more layers to this. To, to get his mother off his back. but uh. And otherwise, Jan's in a, a foreign world, really. I mean, he, I, you know, it, it's hard to understand at this point if he's ever been to England before in his life. Probably not. Um, and he's in this stranger's house yep. with essentially a stranger. I mean, I would think Harry's, he knows him, knows of him. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, trying to imagine a, a much older, uh, a new brother-in-law um, mm-hmm. probably doesn't know him all that well, just sees him around the house a lot. Um, probably, yeah, probably missing mom and dad. Which yeah, suspect Jan knows little to maybe no English. Um, does correct, I think Lois pronounces his name as Jan at one point and corrects yeah. it to Jan. So he knew at least what he was, what she was trying to say when they're doing a crossword puzzle or a uh, puzzle. jigsaw puzzle together. Yeah. yeah. And, well, and you bring up uh, Lois, uh, you know, just like Harry's mom, uh, Lois sniffs out that obviously there's something else going on as well. Yeah, the the Lois and Harry theme throughout this show is amazing and, and difficult to watch play out. Um, she doesn't quite buy it either. And there's yep. one particular moment, we, we learn a lot about Lois. Uh, she's very uh, aware, very, very perceptive. Um, as Harry is talking through the story of... Um, the family, where Jan came from, he lists out everybody, and if you've seen the episode, you know what I'm talking about, skips over Cassia's name, and Lois but, notices. Right, has, has a lot of detail otherwise. Right. It's like, how do you know this much about this particular family, right. and you ended up with this particular boy? Right. Yeah, so she kind of figures out that there's a connection there, mm-hmm. uh, and that leads to some decisions on her, her part uh, later in the episode, uh, and sets up their relationship for a bit of a, of a break. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see where that goes. And just like in episode one, there's this, you know, pinwheel uh, that we, you know, uh, uh, spin around to different scenes, different locations, and focusing on different people. Mm-hmm. So um, it seems like Harry with Jan, I mean, there's a lot of time spent around that, but uh, but we quickly uh, end up back in Berlin uh, with Nancy, who's the uh, American journalist. Um, and again, we, we see her encounter with some censorship on, on mm-hmm. what she's reporting on. But otherwise, we start to get to know her neighbors a little bit more, um, the Roslers, yeah. right? Um, but 
I, it's uncle it's there's a lot still to understand here. Yeah, the the progression, so to speak, in Berlin is all about the neighbors. Um, we do see Nancy's themes continuing. She's kind of fighting the power there of censorship. Um, but we meet more of the Rossler family. Um, we meet the father this time. We get to know the the wife and the daughter. Um, hunting for her name on my sheet oh, here. Oh, it's uh, b- 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 Hilda. Hilda, thank you. Yep. Um, and uh, they invite Nancy out to see uh, a movie at yeah. the local theater. And, and uh, I love this part. We see newsreels yeah. in front of the movie. We saw this in episode one as well. I don't think I mentioned it, but uh, fascinating bit of, of news dissemination. They had newspapers. Of course, this was pre-television as we know it. Uh, so one way you would get your news is as a little newsreel before a movie. Uh, pure German propaganda. Sure. Pure propaganda. Um, it's the usual trope of invading army. Well, it was actually a counterattack because right. Poland started it. And Poland was the aggressor and we put that down and now we we've invaded to, to reduce that risk. And it was all, you know, smoke and mirrors. But um, the, the movie is inconsequential. What we, what we see, though, is that um, young Hilda has, I, I think, a seizure. Mm-hmm. It looks very much like a seizure in the theater. Um, and the Roslers have a lot of concern about people like knowing or hearing. Like, I didn't quite follow. Maybe this was seizures weren't as understood as they are today. I mean, this was 80, takes place 80 or so years, years ago. But they have a lot of concern about anybody really being overly aware, being involved. They don't even necessarily want to get medical attention no, for her. No, no. Nancy's recommendation. Right. Um, well, it was interesting. I did observe... When they first sat down in their seats at the theater, there was a woman in this uh, row ahead that seemed to recognize them. And but yeah, you know, again, maybe that's something for later on. That- yeah, there's also the other neighbor that we meet, uh, Frau Klopp, and <laughs> yeah. I think Hilda kind of teased this up a little bit in that you know this is a a country at war, and there will always be suspicion of who supports what. So these are potential, uh, as I think Hilda describes, gossips and informants. So, well, and I, I, you know, we we didn't really know where Nancy was. I mean, we knew she was in Warsaw at one point, but mm-hmm. like where she was staying, it seemed like the we we kind of assumed it was the uh, United Kingdom's uh, embassy, right. but. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know if this is like her apartment, a hotel, or like I mean, it feels like an apartment. Yeah, yeah, I I think so. I mean, yeah. they they she seems to be familiar with her neighbors by name, so it's probably not random hotel visitors. I, I, I'm true. guessing apartment. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's her home base, and she will have uh, her own fight to fight there in in Berlin. I feel like that was part of this overriding theme through the whole episode: is everybody's going to war. <laughs> Yes, well, that's where we end up. And I, yeah. I, I wanted, I laughed at myself as I watched episode two, because through episode one, I wanted to be convinced this is sort of a, a love story. You know, you got Harry, you got yeah. Lois, you got Cassia. Uh, all that was put to bed by the end of episode two, where everybody's in uniform, mm-hmm. everybody's going to fight their own version of this war. Right. And this is going to be a show all about the war. So right. I have to steal myself for that. <laughs> right, right. You had uh, Cassia uh, basically pledging allegiance, so to speak, uh, uh, to join... I presume some aspect of the army, uh, certainly. Well, and and Harry loses his role as a translator, yeah, gets fired, um, and then so he enlists. It seemed like uh, Lois's brother, uh, uh, da, 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 Tom, Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, initially was following in his father's footsteps as a pacifist, but then at some point decides to join the navy, right? And then. Um, you know, and I feel like this storyline still has more to develop. But when we're in Paris, 
uh, the doctor, the uh, English doctor there, you know, like at his his friends urging, like you probably should get out of France. We're right. going to be going to war, and he's like, no, I'm here to just you know stand with with my with my friends. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought him up. We didn't talk about him a lot in yeah. uh, episode one. There's a lot to cover, but uh, Doctor Webster O'Connor, our, our contact in Paris. Uh, and the two bandmates that he becomes friends with, Albert and Eddie, um, one of them, Eddie, uh, bails. Yeah, he's like, I, I'm getting out of here. I yeah. know what's coming. There's nothing good to be had in Paris. Um, but Webster and Albert um, stay, and they form that romantic connection. Um, they are going to ride this out, it seems. Um, and for Albert especially, um, there's a quote from... Eddie, the other one, about this predicament, but they recognize being colored and queer with Nazis in charge, good luck with those chances, is, yeah. is what Eddie says to him right before he leaves. So the war has not come to Paris yet as of episode two, but this is setting up to be another front and another right. difficult situation. Yeah, And yeah, individuals that probably would be a target right. uh, of, uh, yeah. of the Nazis. And, and, and I mean, as, as when we're in Poland for a few scenes, it seemed like any male was being rounded up. Yeah, Pol- there's a there's interesting aspect of watching Poland and a little bit in England. You see two countries at war, mm-hmm. but very different implementations. In England, we see sandbags outside of Harry's office right before he gets fired. Oh yeah. And yeah. as um, Lois's father is doing a, a bus run, you see kids with gas masks. They were all given gas masks to have. Um, in Warsaw, it is pure in their, uh, occupation. Yep. So you have Nazi Germans outright sitting at the cafes, being served, I assume not paying. Mm. Um, you have them misabusing Jewish gentlemen in the street, cutting their beards off, asking everybody, are you Jewish, starting fights. Cassia uh, gets in a little bit of trouble but holds her own in a way. We learn about... Um, her, her fighting spirit in a scene where she sticks up for one of her coworkers and, and gets beat up by one of the Nazis. But um, I think that just even further steals her to join the resistance later. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, this is a, a war movie and we see that, um, that discrepancy of what it means. Uh, even uh, Lois sums it up well when Harry returns and he says, you know, everything has changed. And she goes, much has changed here. Yeah. You mean you've changed mm-hmm. in the six months or so that he was gone. Uh, and just such a dramatic change of life in Poland uh, because of that invasion. Um, it's The Warsaw scenes are tough, but it's nice to see uh, Cassia and her brother Gregors have a brief reunion yeah. before she shoes him away because she recognizes the risk that if he gets seen, he will be executed right there. Um, and then she meets in this episode, and again, we learn not as she's strong, but she's clever um, in a scene uh, where she um, chases them away and then is followed or follows. I forget how this works out. But she meets a member of the Polish resistance, and we get his name a little bit. But as the Germans follow them to Kasia's apartment, yes. um, she quickly has him change his clothes um, makes up a name of Jan for him, calls him his brother or her brother, just immediately forms a plan to try to hide this this man in their house and act like they were just sitting there all day instead of being out in the street. So she's quick on her feet. She's smart. She's tough. Um, that is the scene where uh, her mother dies, or yeah. I shouldn't use the passive voice, is killed by the, the Nazis for... Point blank. Well, yeah, yes. point blank. 
for being, I mean, she's almost catatonic in the show, but she knows what happens to her husband. She knows who did it. She has no love or respect for the Nazis, and she walks herself into being killed by them in that scene. But um, yeah. all of these things happen, I think, to really cement the change in Cassia. I mean, she has to have very little else to live for That's in right. order to join the resistance. And if this is the path the writers want her to go on, um, it makes sense. All mm -hmm. these things are really forming and allowing us to see how she reacts to these difficult situations. And she turns into a fighter. Um, different than where I thought her storyline would go in episode one. I wasn't quite sure. Um, but again, this is a war show and it makes sense for her to join in her own way, just like all the other characters that we meet. Yeah, and so, I mean, it's setting it up to be one of the stronger female characters mm -hmm. in, the, in the series. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how that progresses um, heading into three, four, five, six, and 7. Yeah, yeah. So. And again, I'm, I'm coming in clean. I have no idea. So this is not uh, subtle spoilers or anything. We're just kind of <laughs> learning right. as we go. Speculation yep. completely. Um, we get to know Tom a little bit better, too. He has a few layers. Again, self-awareness is kind of a, a theme. We see that with both Tom and um, Harry's mom. Uh, Tom talks a lot about his fondness for his sister and recognizes she's kind of the rock keeping things together. He said, it's certainly not me. Yeah. Um, well, I, you know, I like that, that scene uh, yeah. between uh, the two siblings. It, it definitely seemed like he um, had a fondness for his sister. In a, you know, not in a weird way. No, no, no just, <laughs> but, yeah, but just, yeah, respect yeah. and and a, a certain level of kind of protection. You know, yeah. he wants what's best for her. You know, he <laughs> recognizes maybe he's made some poor choices and, and you know, whatever. Right. Uh, you know, and, uh, as, as has been established in the first episode, a couple of run-ins with the law and whatnot. But, but I mean, he... he And they both seem to respect their father. I, I, you know, I really uh, like the relationship that we see with their father and and the two children. I mean they they both are in different paths for different things, yep. but but they there's definitely a mutual respect among the three of them. Yeah, I think so too. Um seeing that family come together, um especially as the two children head off into their own versions of war. I like yeah. that they're giving us reasons to care a little bit more about Tom. You see a little more depth to him, a little bit of self-realization. <laughs> Um, this is someone that I'll, I'll be curious to watch how his experience in the Navy continues to shape him and yeah. what he might have to deal with there. Uh, one of the unsolved mysteries continues to be Harry's father. Oh, yeah. And there are signs in this episode that it might have been death by suicide. She mentioned while he was shaving, right? Yeah, this is the, what a weird the line. razor yeah. your father used. It's the blade your father yeah. used, by the way, something like that. Yeah. Um, so I, without spelling it out, it does seem like maybe suicide, but... Still not a lot of information about that. Obviously, it might have been tough to live with right. <laughs> uh, the wife in that scenario. She, she seems a cold kind of woman, but maybe that was be partially because of what happened. We don't yeah. know the sequence. We don't know what that was like. Um, hopefully, learn more about that as we go with, with Harry. Um, what an odd decision of Harry. Uh, you know, it actually makes a little more sense. I think Harry buys Jan a bird, in a sense, a parakeet. He says he bought it at a pub <laughs> yeah. to leave with him. But if you remember the family photo that Cassia keeps he seeing, had they yeah. had one back in Warsaw. So I think it was a replacement bird. And thinking about that now, it makes a little something, bit more sense. Something a little bit familiar, something like from yeah. home. Which, yeah, that, that family photo, which he at one point looks at, right. perhaps right before he buys the, the bird, yeah. Um, it just seems like forever ago now. That, uh, you know, yeah. Think of how the whole family was together and how, unfortunately, it's yeah. been torn apart. Yeah, I think about a matter of a month or so. And there is a time skip toward the end of the episode 
Um, we see Lois out with the ENSA, I yeah. believe. So th- I had to, <laughs> of course, I had to Google this. Entertainment's National Service Association was founded in 1939. So, right so it's about, like the, the equivalent which, of the USO? Yeah, it's it par- very parallel to our USO, yeah. yeah. So Lois would have been one of the original members, perhaps, mm-hmm. or and her, her partner, Connie, who we get to know a little bit better in this episode. Uh, we see Harry enlisted, uh, not enlisted, an officer in the British Army, mm-hmm. going to be uh, perhaps some degree of translator and, and right. officer, of course. Tom in the Navy, and then Cassia being sworn into the Polish resistance. So four folks going very different paths into this war, uh, not to mention what's going to happen in Paris, perhaps. Yeah. Um, Lots of roads to to walk down with the the future episodes. Yeah, this episode really just unlocked the door to so many more questions. Yeah, uh, I, uh, you know there was a lot established in the first episode, and I feel like we're still doing a lot of establishing. Yeah, yeah, a setup episode definitely. Um, this this allows us to get to know the characters again. I I do feel invested in all of them. Um, a few mysteries left, uh, but four people that we're starting to care about also. Um, continuing further or for some back into very dangerous situations and uh, it's a good show it is we're we're hooked so far we hope you are too and uh we certainly welcome your your comments and feedback always lots of ways you can do that um find us uh through email might be an easy one uh postscript at witf.org or just ps at Mm witf.org we'll take questions take comments corrections uh, if you're a history buff and there's stuff we're missing, please, please. share. <laughs> we are not history experts. Uh, learning a lot by watching this show, but obviously there's more nuance and, and timeline uh, to be had. Uh, Neville Chamberlain gets a reference again in this yep. episode. We know his time is short, but we don't know how that'll play out in in uh, connection to the show. Social media, all of the WTF socials, we'll keep an eye on those. Um, also through uh, this podcast itself, uh, anywhere podcasts can be found, or on YouTube uh, on the uh, WITF Mosaic channel, you will find these episodes. We would love to have likes and comments there as well. Uh, we'll we'll comment back and answer questions there happily too. Um, I want to give two shout outs today: Ali Amaros on tech and production, and Helen Widowson. If you're watching this, uh, Helen did the set design, does set yeah. designs for most of our shows. Check this out on YouTube. Um, if you're having fun, if you want to help us make more content like this, please visit WITF.org slash mosaic. You'll see information there about all of the content we produce and some information about how you can be a supporter of this show and other productions from WITF. Thanks so much for listening to and, and watching Postscript. Yep. We'll talk again soon. See you.